the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This week, Dave leads a study into why God says he's a jealous God. Amen. So Sunday we looked at um, that um, amazing declaration by the Lord that he is a jealous God. Um, Now, my question, where does it first appear? I didn't mention on Sunday, but anyone dig it out? Ten Commandments, absolutely. Let's read that. It's amazing that this was the first time he, he drew all Israel together and you would have thought, well, when, what's, what's he going to reveal to them? What, what kind of characteristic is he going to reveal to the people? And he reveals himself as a zealous, jealous, fervent, committed, devoted um, God. And they must have, well, let's read it. Um, Exodus, Exodus, someone's got Exodus uh, 20, 1 to 6. So, the, when he's revealing this, this is the way to live. Now, let me just show you what my character, and he names himself, Exodus 34. He doesn't say, I'm a jealous God. He says, my name is zealous, jealous. Of course, we just read what our jealousy does, didn't we? James 3 and 4. It creates chaos uh, because we have, we don't have, we want to get, we hate, we, we pillage, we plunder. Not God. And uh, we'll see in a minute what he's, he's zealous and jealous for. And he's absolutely committed to, but that's the first place. And, and we, see, he's, he's after our hearts. And really, um, he, in that context, he's against idolatry. And you'll find, we'll re- read a, a passage in a moment, but through um, Deuteronomy, time and time again, he says, be careful you don't turn to idols. What does idolatry, why does God hate idolatry? Because it robs us, it rips us off, and it ruins us. It, it denies his divinity, and it destroys my human dignity. Why? Because I was created not for an idol, not for my selfish pleasure, but for Almighty God. And that's amazing. Um, uh, let's read that other amazing, uh, Deuteronomy 4, 23-24. See, we, we, we know that verse, there. we? He's a consuming fire. You've got to pick that up in Hebrews. What, what, see, he's consumed by grace and love and commitment for... We'll see what he's committed to now. But that, that we get the picture now. Remember... We use this lovely big word. I, I didn't count how many letters it is. 
Um, anthropomorphisms. Anthro is, is man. A morph is the little, remember the little morph? Um, the the uh, clay, no, like plasticine uh, on take that. More, can change. So he's using words like that. He's just using characteristics of human to God just to get our idea of who God is. So he'll tell us uh, the finger of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, the, 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 the laughter, the joy, and all those kind of things. Well, of course, God himself, he hasn't got hands and feet like us, is he? He's spirit. So he's trying to just get our attention to understand him. Well, of course, when he comes to the New Testament, we got Jesus. So he doesn't need to use those descriptive words. We see it in him. But he says that I'm a consuming fire. And it's interesting when John has a revelation of Jesus in heaven. Now, remember, John was uh, the beloved one. But when he saw Jesus in heaven, he said, he took him back because now he was no he was no clothed in humanity like he was then and the bible says he, he said his eyes were like flaming fire you see jesus is not half-hearted good news good news for us he's not god is not a half-hearted god he is a zealous jealous god okay now we did say um uh, what was he jealous for anybody somebody one thing what is he jealous for people Yes, of course, in the Old Testament, he's, he's, he's zealous for his people. Zealous for his people. Anything else? Well, with his people, we have his uh, name. Let's read those, that verse. Um, Ezekiel 39.25. this is See, zealous for his name, because the Bible says of Israel, I put my name on you. See, every time he, 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 the ironic blessing went out, the Bible says, pronounce the blessing on them and put my name on them, put my stamp on them. Like a farmer, what does he do? Well, they don't do it these days, but well, they, they might do the sheep, don't they? They used to... Um, uh, paint them, didn't they? But years ago, they used to have a brand, didn't they? And he put, so it didn't matter if he was, went somewhere else, you knew who, he's, who he was and whose he was. And you know what? God put his name on Israel and he is jealous. He is zealous for that name. And you'll see right through the, the, the Old Testament and the prophets how God was long and he, he was grieved grieved why because he, he portrayed it as as a marriage he said i am married to them he's zealous for his covenant and hosea we know the book of Hosea is an amazing book isn't it that um he, god says you're going to get married hosea and god and he says Wee! he says now who am i going to get married to it's got to be he's a prophet he's got to be an upright girl he's got to be from a good tribe she's, she's got to be absolutely sorry uh hosea you're gonna have to Marry so-and-so down the road. What? Well, everyone knows her. Everyone knows her character. She, everyone knows where she's been. Marry her. The Bible says he marries her. And then, it, 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 by the sound of it, one, one, at least one, maybe two of the children are not his. And uh, she goes away. And, Jesus, and, and the Lord says, bring her back. Bring her back. 
And the people are watching this. Now remember, prophets lived out their prophecy. I want to be a prophet, Lord. Be very careful now. Um, And uh, he brings it back and he said, tell Israel you were like that. You were like that. You, You go astray so quickly and so easily. And his heart is zealous to the commitment of, of the covenant. What about um, he's committed to the land? Um, Joel, Joel 2. The Lord said, Then the Lord will be generous for his land and simplicity on his people. He will be zealous for his land and uh, of course as we said on Sunday the earth is the Lord's in the fullness he is zealous for the world isn't he God so loved the world but that particular strip of land in the Middle East many years ago he said Abraham Abraham have a little look where your feet this will be yours always be yours and to be said ownership is always theirs occupation well, that's up and down, isn't it? They're dependent if they listen to the Lord. Ownership, it'll always be theirs. And of course, the Bible says this, they, they, uh, Joel 2, I'll bring you back. You'll come back. So we have um, people, name, land, places, God's purposes. He's committed to that. What about these verses? These are, these are beautiful verses. Zechariah 8, 1 to 3. Again, the words of the Lord you see, listen to his emphasis. I am zealous for my people. I'm burning with zeal for my people. But if you didn't come in tonight, very uplifted. Can I say, as much as he's zealous for Israel, he's zealous for you, his church, isn't he? He's zealous for you, because he died for you. And as he said to Israel, you're the apple of my eye, his church, his church, his bride, his bride. He's zealous for it. I'm burning with jealousy for you. And that's why, you know, we better be very careful where we divert our attention and our love. And we'll see in a minute what God longs for us. So he's burning with, je- burning with zeal for us. So that's what he's, he's zealous for. Now remember, he's zealous for his word as well. He's zealous for when, as we said, when he's zealous for his word, he's zealous for the execution of his word. Nahum said, one, I am jealous and I will judge those who've come against you, Israel. Ezekiel 36, 38, Gog, Magog, I'll be jealous and zealous to the proclamation and the demonstration of judgment. See, his, his commitment is to the whole of his word. Now, we want his commitment to love us, of course, but he's committed to the whole of it. So when he says to Ezekiel 5, remember he said, a third of you will die by plague, a third of you will die by the sword, a third of you will uh, run away, flee. Why? Because the zeal of the Lord will accomplish the word of God. Even to judgment, he says, even to judgment. He will not share his glory with another, he says. Moses' song. Um, of course, he, he put it, it, Deuteronomy there, Deuteronomy 32. Um, he reminded, good to put it in a song, you see, because what do we, we remember songs, don't we? 
much more than if we put it by uh, rote. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 32, a few songs on there, but he says, I am jealous for you. So be careful you do not fall into idolatry. Of course, that picture in Ezekiel 8, where God takes Ezekiel by, by, in his, his heart, his mind, to the temple. And he says, have a look, what's happening? Oh, they're worshipping the Lord. Yeah, look what's happening in, the inner, in, in those inner rooms. And they're worshipping idols. And he says, there's an idol of jealousy there. And he said, he said I can't stay here if they're going to pay lip service to me, but carry on doing their things. I will just withdraw. I will withdraw. And the Bible says, he, the glory of the Lord left the temple. Why? Because he is zealous for us. And remember, he will not come where he is not wanted. Why? Now he could. Remember, he could because he's almighty God. But remember, human dignity, human free will. Now, let me just say, when we pray for people, God will make it very difficult for him because God's, he is committed to us. But remember, if we resist him, remember, you're always resisting me, always rebelling against me. God says, okay, okay. So that's what God is zealous for. You might find some more scriptures there. Again, it don't take very long to uh, drag into those, get into those. But thankfully, when we come into the New Testament, we see Jesus, the epitome of zeal and uh, commitment and fervor. Oh, dear. He was no, he was no weak-willed, was he? And uh, meek and mild. We call, well, he was very meek. And in sometimes he could be very mild, but that was not his. He was so zealous and committed to the cause, so much so. Let's read the verses: John two, fourteen, seventeen. So Jesus, again, what was his zeal? For a clean temple, as we said on Sunday, for a temple where people could come in and meet God. Not to be caught up with, of course, it had it, it, you know, diluted all those years to deception and distortion of what real worship was. They weren't caught up with God. They were caught up with seeing how much money they could make off the, off the people. The filth was everywhere of the animals. He said, get this out of here. This is a place where people commune, meet God, not get caught up in. And you know what? We've got to be careful, haven't we? Um, uh, we, we can, uh, sometimes the church can get easily, easily dragged along where really our primary purpose, as we said, is to know him and to then show him. Bless the Lord. So Jesus was our, of course, our example. The Old Testament, we see God working and then we see Jesus coming along and we see. The Bible says, what did he say? I do nothing unless the Father tells me. I only speak what he tells me to speak. Dear Lord, help us to get to that place where we can be like, anyone on there saying anything, Josh? No? Uh, caught up with him. As he is with us. Now, 
Of course, as we said, what is his jealousy? What is his zealous? Well, as we said, is his passion is to preserve and protect what is precious, isn't it? It's not, in a sense, selfish jealousy. No, the Bible says passion for people. Preserve something that is supremely precious. Protect that relationship we were created for. Um, stopping, our, destroying ourselves, really, um, by pursuing anything or anyone else and provide salvation for us. We looked at that verse on Isaiah 9, didn't we? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be shown on his shoulders. How will this happen? The zeal of the Lord. The commitment of the Lord will make sure this happens. And remember, we looked at the lineage of Jesus, um, and even God hamstrings himself, doesn't he, when he says, yeah, you will never, he'll never come through that lineage, and he has to divert, and of course the devil's out to kill all of David's lineage as well. Um, so there, there's where God is. There's where Jesus is. When he talks about zeal and jealousy, it's for preservation, protection of that which he has set up in humanity. Relationship, salvation, purpose of finding him. Right. Now, did anyone look about what God says we are to be zealous for? His people. How about the first one? 2 Corinthians 7. 10 to 11. Godly sorrow. Now, there's a worldly sorrow. Worldly sorrow is, remember when we got caught and we were sorry because of the consequences, wouldn't we? Um, uh, not for the cost, but for the consequences. That's not, that's worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow is, I'm sorry that I did it and I offended and hurt God. And of course, this godly sorrow produces real repentance. Look at those verses there, uh, uh, that verse 11. Look what it produced in you, he said. Look what it produced in you. It produced such earnestness and haste, haste to clear yourself. Indignation, irritation uh, against what you did. A longing, a fear, a zeal, justice, vengeance to make yourself clear in the matter. It gripped them. They were convicted and they were convicted. And, the, and the, what does the Bible says? The love of God is shared abroad in hearts to be zealous, to get right with God, to be right with God. See, my, my zeal is for him. That's the first where we are. Zeal for him. Um, not just zeal for him, but zeal for uh, to serve him, to worship him, and to for the body. Let's read those, those verses. Uh, zeal for what? 1 Corinthians 14, and we have three. He's trying to tell us something here because he uses the word three times here. Verse 1, verse 12, verse... 39. Let all my brothers and sisters 
be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. So he's telling us, what do you want to, zeal for me, of course that goes without saying, zeal for me, but zeal for the supernatural spiritual gifts. Remember the gifts, we have the creation gifts, we're all gifted by the Lord, by the, the Father, the ministerial gifts, gifts from Jesus. But he's saying now, be zealous, burning hot, boiling hot, that's what he's after, isn't he? On the boil. Boiling hot for what? For those spiritual gifts. Now, Lord, we've got to be, we, we must confess, isn't we? Because looking around, most of us, majority of us have been using the gifts in the past. Spiritual gifts. But then the question is, why not? Recently. When was the last time? And so we've got to stir ourselves. And the Bible says, now get yourself zealous for these things. Why? Not for your glory. No, no. Remember, remember what he said, verse 12, chapter 12, 13, 14, the, sam, the, the meat in the sandwich is love, isn't it? And uh, right there, be zealous for spiritual gifts. What to do? Edify, exhort, and encourage. It's for the body. And he says, be zealous for these. It's not just for the people to be built up. Remember in that chapter 14, I, I, I grips me every time. When people are coming in, he said, they'll come in and they'll hear the prophetic word and they'll say, they're, they're, the Bible says that their hearts will be revealed and they'll get down and say, God is in this place. God is in this place. Be zealous for the supernatural gifts. Of the Why? Because it just reveals that this is not religion. No, 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 no. It's God Almighty among us. Oh, help us, Lord. Be zealous for spiritual gifts. Again, we may, what we start, what do we start? We confess. We say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't been used. I'm sorry I haven't been zealous. I'm sorry. But that's what he said to Timothy, didn't he? Timothy, stir up, fan into flame. Most of us know what a coal fire looks like. What do you have to do? You have to get the poker in, didn't you? Get the poker in and get it, get a bit of air into it. And then if push comes to shove, we, you put your, 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 your paper over the front to draw it up. Why? Because it got the air, the, the spirit in amongst the coals. Get it up. Stir up the gift within you. Stir it up. Um, how about this one? Zealous for what? Zealous uh, Titus 2. Yes, zealous for good works. See, that's that's who we are. He said, "This is this is what you were, and and no to ungodliness, clean, absolutely right with him, and zealous for good works." And he said, "Now remember to teach them, teach them, remind them, stir them up. That's what we're about, because we are, we know him, we love him. Remember, Jesus committed to us. We're committed to doing that which He's created us for. Do Ephesians two ten. We are God's workmanship. We are God's poem created in Christ Jesus. What?" To do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. So when we are zealous for them, we are zealous to walk in the will of God. 
We are zealous to walk in the purposes of God for us, his plans for us. Someone's there, is this John Tenerife said, is this, I'm not sure, zealous for his name, his honor, and his glory. Well, in John, listening. Um, jeal- of course, he's zealous for that, for his name, his honor, his glory, and we for his name, for his honor, and his glory. Zealous for his good works, remember? It's not for, we're not serving ourselves, are we? Bringing glory to his name. Because there's people we don't want to serve. There's people we don't want to be nice to. <sighs> Jesus says, go out of your way. Right. Um, just to hold the command of God to be uh, zealous. Uh, Romans 12, 9 to 13. Let love be without hypocrisy. Above what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another. With brotherly love, in honor, bring in preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospital. Don't be slack. Don't be lazy. Um, God don't like laziness um, at all, does he? doesn't like slackness, lazy, because he, because he understands that we have one life to live. It's limited. And that's why he says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart as unto the Lord. You slaves, you servants, you're not serving your masters, he said. You're serving the Almighty God. So in everything he said, even in the book of Ecclesiastes, says whatever your hand finds to do, that's where we find it originally, do it with all your might. And that's what God longs for us. to be. Fer- don't be slack in business, but be fervent on the boil. At get the fire of God underneath you and be on a boil for him. Fire of God in us. Oh, the zeal of the Lord to be with us, in us. You know what? When people see we're committed and zealous, you know, it's contagious, isn't it? As I said to you, when you see someone with a passion for something, you, you quite, even though the, the subject is not very interesting, you're quite interested because they, they, they're interested in it, isn't it? Even if it's something, you know, a, a really boring hobby, you think, oh, that's quite interesting. They must be. And you listen to them for a bit, didn't you? How much more? We are zealous for the Lord. We are caught up with him. People see. People are drawn. Uh, was it what we said before um, on Sunday? Um, nobody likes to see an old barn, but everyone likes to see an old barn burn. Yeah? Catch fire. Catch fire. Oh, bless the Lord. So that's our lifestyle. That's the command of the Lord, isn't it? To be on fire. Dave, how do I do that? Well, we know to do it. We need to get into the presence of the Lord. We say, we, co- we confess, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm cold. Half, burn me. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Stir up the gift. If you speak in tongues, it's time you did it again. Praise the Lord. Well, that's your, your job, isn't it? God won't move your tongue. Praise the Lord. Hey, oh, Dave, I don't feel like it. Pray, I will praise the Lord because he's worthy. Um, for lifestyle, but for people. For people. God is a people person, isn't he? He loves people. He's committed to them. And we as well. How about Colossians 4, 12, 13? Be friends with one of your servants of so that you always 
and then the terrain Lenihir, and then the terrain Hyatt He brings his, his man, Epaphras, he says, who's this guy? But he says he is wrestling in prayer for you. Uh, why? Because you're his people. And you know, if we can't wrestle, it's no good saying I'm going to wrestle for people in, in uh, Africa or Asia. Let me tell you, if you can't wrestle for your family and for your locality, you don't worry about anyone else. We start wrestling here, and as we wrestle with God in intercession, he takes us around the world. But he says his passion is for you. He says for your, your, your completion, your fullness, that you will grow, that you will be mature. Is that is zeal caught up with people. Is zeal for people. Um, Paul was encouraged. He said, um, I was a bit concerned about you, Corinthians, he said, but Titus came from you, and he said, he really encouraged me because he said you had zeal for me. You were concerned for me. Zeal for Paul. And he said, that encouraged me. Talking about contagious um, zeal, if you go to 2 Corinthians 9, he says to the Corinthian church, I saw your zeal. You just wanted it to, to do something. You wanted to give. And that zeal stood, stimulated, sharpened that other church, Macedonia, I think, to do it as well. See, if we, as we said before, we go out with a longer face and we came in and people are watching, they're going to think, well, i got enough trouble of my own. I always remember... Um, David Wilkerson said he wrote a, wrote a, a sermon on, um, I can't remember, I'm not sure it was the, called Redemption of the Face. And he said he was walking along New York one day when he, he had a long face, glum, and, and a homeless man said, what's wrong with you, mate? And he, he was convicted because he thought, well, I should be ministering to him, he said. And he said, oh, Lord, give us the joy of the Lord, the zeal to be caught up with you, that we shine, we exude what the Bible says, we read it on Sunday, didn't we? Of Moses, he shone. Why did he, sh why did he shine? Because he'd been in the presence of the Lord. What did Paul said? Greater glory, because he's in us. He's in us. So we should be shining, exuding. Well, again, God is longing for his church to be what it must be. And our last verse is, um, we know it very well, Revelation chapter Three. I know they work so they are neither cold or hot. I know they work and you are cold or hot. So then, because thou art reborn, neither cold or hot, I will screw thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods, and I have needed nothing. And know it's not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy thee, to buy thee gold, tried and fine, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with thy self, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chase thee. Be zealous therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door of God. If any man hear my voice, open the door, I will remain with him and suffer him. We see his commitment to us, didn't he? We see his commitment, even though uh, we can be so self-deceived. <laughs> and they were. Um, uh, because they let the world thinking cropped in their mind. Because they were prosperous. Church was going well, church was full, everything was going wonderful. They thought that was the blessing of God. Yeah, God said, you've, you've missed it totally. But God reaches out to them and he tells them the truth. And then he says, look, I, I do this, I rebuke, I chastise. Why? Because I'm a good father. But then he says, now, 
be zealous and repent. Remember our verse back there in from 2 Corinthians 7, when we are really convicted of the Lord, we are just so uh, committed to being right with God, to being right with people, uh, you know, that which we need to restore and, re and restitution, we go out of our way. Why? Because we want to please the Father. We are caught up with him, zeal. And he says to that church, the Latter-day Church, now come on, be, ze be zealous for the Lord. Be zealous for the right things. Now, they love business, and they love to have their own way. There was, of course, we know the, the word there is um, the people's rights, independence. They loved all those things, and that had crept into the church. He says, no, 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 no. Zeal for me. Zeal for me. And Paul, we see it epitomized in his life. We mentioned a couple of verses on Sunday. He said, oh, that I would be accursed that Israel would be saved. He says to the Corinthian church, I, I'm zealous for you, I'm jealous for you. I promised you to um, uh, one groom, to Christ. You were a bride, I promised you to one groom. And, but I, I can see people are coming in and they deceive me. Even as the serpent deceived Eve, I can see it happening with you, he said. Your pure, sincere devotion to God. Zeal for what? For the Lord, for his people, for his work. Bless the Lord. Commended, but commanded as well. Why? Because he is a zealous, jealous God who will longs to preserve and protect and provide, passionate for the purposes over, over humanity. We deny it and we deny who we really are, don't we? Let me just read, um, I mentioned him on, on Sunday, um, Bishop Ryle. Oh, dear me. He was uh, pretty, pretty good for uh, Anglican, let me tell you. This is what he wrote about zeal, a zealous man. A zealous man in the Lord is preeminently a man of one thing. It is not enough to say that he is earnest, hearty, uncompromising, thoroughgoing, wholehearted, fervent in spirit. All those things are zealous. But he only sees one thing. He cares for one thing. He lives through one thing. He is swallowed up in one thing. And that one thing is to know and to please God. Whether he lives or whether he dies, whether he is health or whether he is sickness, whether he is rich or whether he is poor, whether he pleases man or whether he gives offense, whether he is thought wise or whether he is thought foolish, whether he gets blame or whether he gets praise, whether he gets honor or whether he gets shame. For all this, the zealous man cares nothing at all. He burns for one thing, and that one thing is to please God, to advance God's glory. If he is consumed in the very burning, he cares not for it. He is content. He feels that like a lamp he is made to burn. If consumed in the burning, he has but done the work which God appointed him. Such a one will always find a sphere for his zeal. If he cannot preach, work, give money, he will cry and sigh and pray. If he cannot, if he cannot fight in the valley with Joshua, he will, work, uh, he will do the work of Moses, Aaron, and Hur on the hill. If he is cut off from working himself, he will give the Lord no rest till... Help is raised up from another quarter, and the work is done. That is the man, what I speak of, zeal for the Lord. Oh, Lord, great definition. Oh, but you know what? God is only asking us what he is to us and for us. He is a zealous God, a jealous over our hearts, over humanity, over those things. Why? Because he created us created us and he redeemed us to deny him that is to deny his divinity and his person 
and of course to destroy the dignity of man as well, that we are called to love and serve him. Hey, bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org. Thank you.